So our theme for this month is ready for worship. And in, when you talk about being ready for worship, it means something. Our theme verse for the year comes from Psalm chapter 108, verse number 1. I'm ready, God. So ready. Ready from head to toe. Ready to sing. Ready to raise a God song. You know, when God was giving us this last August... For our theme for this year, who would have ever dreamed that we'd be in this position? Our worship team did such a good job today promoting that, using that word so that it could be in your spirit. I want it to be in your spirit. Just because we're in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of issues in our world, doesn't mean we're done. Doesn't mean you're done. Doesn't mean your family's done. God's ready to still keep working. There may be issues, but God's not going to say, well, I'm going to take a break now. Not our God. There may be other gods taking a break, but God, our God, Jehovah Jireh, is not taking a break. Amen? So today, I want to keep on our series. If you missed us last week, I dealt with prayer is worship. We're having a direct conversation with God. I'm going to say that again. A direct conversation with God. It's a time of praising. It's a time of worshiping. And you do this with your heart. Not not just your lips. But with your heart. Worship is the action of our heart. Let's say that again. I want it in your heart what I'm saying. Worship is an action of your heart. What is your heart saying? See, I taught you last week that the scripture says God pulls up a chair and sits down next to you when you worship. He inhabits the praises, the scripture, of his people. How's he going to inhabit it? It means he needs to be there. If he needs to be there, one translation of the Bible says he actually shows up, pulls up a chair, and sits down. Now, I don't know about what God you think, but I'm glad that my God cares so much about me that he wants to be with me when I'm praying. The Bible also says that we should pray in the Spirit. Paul had just finished telling the church at Ephesus to put the whole armor of God on. Remember the... Helmet of, okay, three people in the whole room know what this is. The helmet of, thank you online campus, I could hear you all the way in South Africa yelling through that camera. Put on the helmet of, and the shield of, all right, come on. And there's a whole lot more to the armor, but when he was done telling you to put that armor on, he says these words, pray in the spirit. Verse number 18, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Today I want to, that was if you missed last week. Today I want to go to the second point. Prayer is communicating with God. So if you want to worship the Lord then you have to communicate with the Lord. I'm going to say that again. 
If you want to worship the Lord, you have to communicate with the Lord. So you say, how do I do this? By singing, being silent. Communication with God is being silent? Yes. Because communication is two ways. If you're doing all the talking, how is God doing the talking? Because most of the time you hear yourself talking. If you want to communicate, you got to listen. Hello? Those of you that have husbands or wives, you can't just have one person do all the talking. Now, in the house, there is, by rule, there's one person that does more talking than the other person. It's a gender thing, and you can read the books and find out how many words that person gets versus how many persons this person gets. Haven't I been very good of not to tell you who that is? But it's what the book says. I'm, I'm just telling you what the books say, that one person has more words per day than the other person has per day, okay? Would you all agree with me? Okay. I didn't hear one man say one word in that whole line. Man, you men are getting wise. If you've joined us for prayer this week, you learned something about prayer. If prayer is communicating with God, then not just being silent. I believe it's an attitude of your heart of bending down your knee. In other words, being reverent before God. Sometimes it's lifting your hands. Our worship team is supposed to demonstrate to you, not just singing a song. They're supposed to demonstrate worship. When they don't demonstrate worship, they shouldn't be on a stage any longer. You understand what I'm saying? They should be demonstrating. Demonstrating with their song. Demonstrating by lifting their hands. Demonstrating with understanding where they're coming from, their heart, being worshipers towards God. That's what you want from a worship team. But that's what God wants from all of us. We are all worshipers. Again, if you want to communicate with God, you've got to worship. You've got to talk to God. You've got to be in God's presence. If you want to communicate, and I know this is going to be a hard line for some of you. If you really want to communicate with the Lord, then prayer is not optional. Everybody in the house should have said amen to that. It is not an option. See, the Bible says that over 650 times there are prayers in the Bible. That's a lot of prayers. And the Bible says, and it gives you the answers to 450 of those prayers. Wow. So prayer, according to the Bible, is significant. It's not just something we do. The Lord said, pray. He said it to his disciples, pray. He did not say, if you pray. He said, pray. Matter of fact, he gave the example 
of what we call today the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9 says, Jesus talking, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now from here on out, I want you to pray with me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, the Lord was instructing the disciples. This is what I want you to do. Pray. And since he's instructing them, since he's in teaching them, he is also encouraging them to do something. It's the word prayer. But prayer is not just a word, it's an action. He was dis- discipling his disciples so that they could train others later. Guess who the others are? Us. Aren't we the followers of Christ? Aren't we the disciples of Christ? Where did we get the information? The disciples wrote so much of the New Testament to teach us. We do it by action. We do it by example. We watched what they did. And we're supposed to pattern our lives after some of what they did. So the Lord encourages us to do these things. Here are a few things that I think comes out of that teaching of the Lord's Prayer. The first thing is I think when you pray to the Lord, we should honor His name. Really. Don't just start out by saying, God, I need. Please answer. Start out by honoring His name. Then ask that your needs be taken care of. After honor the name, ask that your needs be taken care of. Then ask to be forgiven. Then ask for protection. Now that's amazing to me. That God wants to give a listing so that you know what to do. It's there in English. It was there now in Italian. So that you will know what to do. It's also there in Spanish. So you will know what to do. My online people that are watching today, listen to me. If you've never prayed before, this would be the best time to start praying. If there was ever a moment in life that we need to pray, it's now. If you're a new believer in Christ, you've just invited Christ in your life, pray. If you've been a a follower of Christ for decades, pray. The way you're going to survive life is through prayer. What is prayer? Communication with God. So this message today, I hope it's a teaching message. I try every month in my series to make sure one of them is a very teachy style message, not a preachy style. You know, my style is preachy. (laughs) Preach, preach, yell, yell, (laughs) make sure the point's across. And I do, I, I like that style. 
but I got to make sure that you are on the page. You are being discipled. You are being trained. So I always make sure one of my messages is, is a teaching style message where information is given. You sit on the information. It comes to your heart, to your spirit, and you remember, you retain the information. So the Lord gave us some direction. Then secondly, the Apostle Paul gave us some direction. This man wrote 13 books of the New Testament. He uses the word prayer 41 times. In writing of his books to the churches and to individuals. Written primarily to give instruction to that church. If he's giving instruction, then he has to give explanation of why. You can't just say, do this. You've got to give the why to the do this. <laughs> you know what the why is if you don't pray? You're going to mess up. If you don't communicate with God, you won't make it with God. It's not a one-time, say a prayer, and it's over. This is a relationship that you're building. You want a relationship, you have to communicate. You want to have very personal attachment with God. He is really the Lord of your life. There should be no question in your mind that you pray. How often do I pray? All the time. The Bible says pray without ceasing. That means don't stop praying. Say in the middle of my job, yeah, pray. In the middle of my bus ride, yeah, pray. In the middle of, of the night, yeah, pray. Pray. You'll find out that prayer still moves God's hand. So he gives the instruction of prayer. And I'm going to use the one from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. Remember, he's writing the Ephesian church. The Ephesians had all kinds of problems. They had all kinds of issues. You read that book, and you'll find out they had problems. Okay, kind of like what we have. We have problems. But he was saying to them, look, for this reason, remember who Paul was. He's a guy that was Saul. He had messed up. He had a professional job of persecuting the church. That was his professional job. And then he had a transformation. God changed his life. And when God changes your life, you can go from being a sinner to a saint. It is a process. Now, he didn't get from the sinner to the saint just overnight. He learned how to communicate with God. He learned how to talk to God. He learned how to pray. Remember, this guy, on most of the scripture that he wrote, he was in prison. Not for being the bad guy pre-church, for being the bad guy post-church. What do you mean? Pre-church, he killed and persecuted Christians. He didn't get in trouble for that. Isn't that amazing? The government didn't think that was bad. When he was during church, life changed. He started standing up for who Jesus Christ was. And the church back then, and the government back there, got together and made some accusations against him. And he ended up 
in prison. Wow. I'm telling you, serving God is not going to be easy. Following Christ is not going to be easy. But I'm going to tell you, if you pray, it'll make it a whole lot better. If you have fellowship with God, it's going to be a whole lot easier. If you pray in the Spirit, it's going to get better. So this apostle said these words. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. You talk about a prayer. Don't you need that kind of a prayer today? That you are given power through the Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all with all, with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. That's not the end of his prayer. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. What a prayer! What a prayer. That's our prayer. So if you say, what do I pray? There you go. Let's pray that. You mean I can pray that? Yes. Hopefully this year and through this message today, I'm teaching you how to pray. Maybe you walked in this room to say, I, I've, oh, man, I don't know that I've ever prayed. Maybe you've watched online and you've just accepted Christ and you said that first prayer to ask Christ into your life. You say, what do I do now? Pray. <laughs> Communicate with God. Talk to God. And watch what will happen in your life. See, Paul was instructing us that there's a reason to be praying. And so what I felt like I did for the Lord's Prayer, here are a few reasons just out of this prayer. That the reason, you say there's a reason then, right? That's what I said earlier. For the prayer. First of all, the Lord will strengthen you. How many would like a little bit more strength? Okay, some of you are superhumans and you don't need any strength. <laughs> the Lord will strengthen you. That's what the scripture says. So if Paul says this to the Ephesians church, don't you think he's saying it to the church of Rome right now? Mm, I love saying that line. 
Don't you think he loves saying it to the church of Rome right now or to the church of South Africa or Copenhagen or to America? Don't you think he wants to say those same words to those? Second, that he may dwell in your heart. I want him in my heart. You ask the little child today, Joel can take the little kids today and say, where does Jesus live? And I'll guarantee you 100% of those little kids will say, he lives in my heart. My grandchildren that are babies, they'll say, he lives in my heart, Poppy. He lives in my heart. That's where he lives. He wants to dwell in your heart. Why? That you may have power. So first we pray, got some prayer. Now we're going to get a boost to the prayer uh, of the strength. We're going to get some power now. Huh. Don't you like Acts 1-8 that we use this week in prayer? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Why? That's praying in the Spirit. When you get the Spirit, huh, I'm telling you, your power will increase. Some of you are not getting this yet. Yeah, i got to stay in my teaching mode. Understand how much he loves you. That's what, that's what this prayer is teaching us. How much does he love us? How wide, how deep, how long? I mean, he loves you. To be filled with the fullness of God. I'm telling you, God loves you. And he wants to fill you up. So that he will do more than you ask. Immeasurably more is what the scripture said, didn't it? More than you ask. Say, I, I want a little bit of strength. He'll give you more strength. I want peace. He'll give you more peace. You understand what I'm saying? So if you ask of this, he'll give you this plus this. Immeasurably more. You're not getting that? He'll give you this plus this. You're not getting that, are you? It's like your boss coming to you and say, you earned 50 euro. Here's 50 euro. But because you really worked hard, here's another 50 euro. So the 50 went to 100. What are you going to do? No, I don't really want the other 50. Are you getting this now? Do I usually need to use bigger numbers? Yeah. It's like your boss giving you 1,000. And all of a sudden, you turn around, you've got that thousand, that's what you earned. You earned the thousand. You put the thousand in your pocket, and the boss walks back up to you and says, You know what? You did such a good job this week. I'm going to give you another thousand. Oh, now we're all excited, aren't we? It's amazing how the volume level changed just on a few euro. It's amazing to me. But think about it in spiritual terms. God comes to give you a miracle, and He gives you more of the miracle. He comes to bring a healing, but all of a sudden it's a double. I mean, it's more than you thought. You said, I want a job, and it's just a basic job. God gives you a great job. You thought you were going to earn 10 euro, and God gives you 20 euro. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? Immeasurably more. That's the prayer. I, I don't know about you, but what I can imagine is big. People ask me all the time, why do you think so big? God's big. 
I don't serve a small God. I serve a big God. And if God is big, then he can answer my prayers. Maybe you've had a struggle at the beginning of this year. I'm asking you to start using the scripture to pray. Ask. They are yours. The scripture is for you. Power comes from prayer. You want strength? You want power? Pray. But if you're not praying, I've said it three times now, you're not communicating with God. You can't skip prayer. He knows what you need, so talk to him. Talk to him often. See, this year I'm believing God for miracles for your lives. Supernatural miracles. Not just a miracle, a supernatural miracle. Worship team, come here and help me. If you've not got it yet, our theme is well presented to you. Presented in word, it's presented in scripture, it's presented in song, it's presented in all of our graphics everywhere, ready. I mean, look at our boards, <laughs> ready's everywhere. Because some of you have lived in yesterday way too long. It's time for us to make a change. Ready. I'm ready, God. So ready. I'm ready from head to toe. Ready to sing. Ready to raise a God song. Would you stand with me, please? I want you to be ready. Ready for all that God has. He's ready to give it to you. He's ready to bless you. He's ready to minister to you. As they sing, I want us to pray. As you are or as you want to be, are you ready? Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to Him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because we're, the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're gonna help you on this journey with Christ. 
maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will, and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world, and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video. And you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.